Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the world, because I know you're all over the world listening to this. That's how popular we are. Of course. Whereas the kids were say we're popping off. <laughs> Do they still say that? Uh, no, I'll say something like that. And they're looking at me like oh. I'm dating myself. But anyhow, I don't it know. is what it is. My daughter says a few words that I'm just like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard this popping off. Oh, Whoa. There's, there's a new a, voice. There's a third voice. Whoa, what's this? Wait, wait, okay, okay, hold on. You threw me off there. Hey, I'm PJ. And I'm PK. And who are you? Uh, PK2. PK2. <laughs> PK2. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Oh, I hit the wrong button that time. That oh, worked. man. It's this one. Yeah. He loves no, that one. Oh. Woo-hoo. Stay off the buttons. We got, P- we got PK2. I need to take those off. How about that? Do you know, do you know how that works? Because, like, I'm actually Keith Van Bowen the second. Oh, so it so works PK on two, two levels. Oh, well, guess what? I'm Junior. Inception. I'm Curso oh, Junior, so I'm the second as well. Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> so you actually a second or are you a junior? I'm a second, officially. So he's officially a second. You're just a junior. I'm so just you're a PKJ, junior. I'm PK2. Ooh. Oh. Wait, we're adding letters now. Well, we can't one. add letters to PK. That Just in case someone else comes. <laughs> okay. yeah, we're starting to run out of um, letters because we do have... We do... We have a PC. PC, a PA. PA. PG. PG. And then last week, PBS though PBS. that was that was legit yeah, though. PBS. Like wow. we had Stan Beasley PBS. on, yeah. So he's a uh, Professor Beasley Stan, you know, oh, as okay. PBS. Yeah. Anyhow, and it was all about science stuff, yeah. you know, evolution, oh, flat Earth, and all that kind of stuff. So it was very uh, educational. So PBS, yeah, went well. If it, yeah. if it, and he liked PBS. Anyways. Did you guys reference Kyrie at all? I yes, don't we, yes, we did. Did you mention we, we talked about flat Earth, yeah, but yeah, we, we didn't did. we didn't talk about Kyrie necessarily. We just said there are people out there oh. that believe that are flat earthers or whatever. So, but. so Kyrie, I don't know if you know, Kyrie came out and said he was a flat earther for yeah, a yeah. while. Yeah, but then he had to like apologize because so many people believe Kyrie because he's like famous and right. stuff. Right. Mm. Well, yeah, because I would believe a basketball player about seriously scientific <laughs> stuff. PJ, be kind. What? I don't think that was his major. I don't think his major was science. Right. Well, Stan it has a great, um, he has a wonderful track record and a lot of clout when it comes to science. So, Have you uh, heard any of your stuff? I don't even know who Stan Beasley is. Oh, okay, he's a, he's a professor at Collegeville Academy, and you should okay. hear our previous episode. And anyone else who's joining us, any of you haven't heard it, we encourage you to do so. And we're glad you're joining us again. You can reach us at... Wait, wait. What? You, you're halfway through a story and then you start plugging. Wait, I got to plug and I'll bring it back to the story. All right, all right. Dude, go, I'm go just for it. hurting the flow over here. Yeah, yeah, no. Anyhow, you can reach us at diversityonahill at gmail.com, diversity with a C for our first-time mm-hmm. listeners. And you can also re- reach us on the IG at? Diversity on a Hill as there, well. There you go. Doesn't change. Not so, the as well part, though. But it's still spelled with a C. Correct. Yeah. So last week, we had Stan Beasley. And um, he's a professor, a science professor at Causal Academy. Uh, he has a lot of experience that pertains to uh, dinosaurs and oh, interesting. like a whole lot of different things. This is really neat. And I, like so I he said, went I to school. You. Well, yeah. he I, was an I, atheist. Hey, I know that this isn't our topic today, but I'm really curious. We had a guy come to our church last Saturday night. Correct. Rich Aguilera. Richard Aguilera. Aguilera. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, you did. He's great too. Did you? Were you there? 
Did no, you? no, no. He was here first uh, okay. in the morning, but uh, he had been in the area, gotcha. and uh, Rich and I had connected previously. And he, um, he was he was pointing out like dinosaurs potentially could have been around as recently as like a hundred years ago, like mm-hmm. a newspaper article of where uh, I, I think it was Indians and from the Sioux tribe, mm-hmm. uh, Native Americans, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. from the Sioux tribe, killed a pterodactyl. Whoa. Yeah, and was in the newspaper. Yeah, interesting. Like the, I, I thought that was crazy. I was like, "What?" He shared a little bit of that with the with the youth here in Sabbath school. He yeah. had a very brief opportunity, a couple minutes, so he didn't go, he didn't delve too deep in as he did in his presentation over at uh, your church. But yeah, yeah. you should um, invite Stan too because he does great stuff. Yeah. He was an atheist, went to school. His uncle invited him to church, and he shared his story last week. It was just amazing how yeah. he came, and then creation just clicked in his brain. He's just like, it just made sense. Wow. After awesome. going through school. Like legit school, yeah. being taught this his whole life. I mean, C.S. Lewis, yeah. similar story, you know. Yeah, it's like it just all of a sudden it was like that was the only thing that worked. Yeah, sweet. So, uh, Keith, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, who real are quick. you? Why are you here? Well, my name's Keith Bowman, the second, as you already know, because I said go. it earlier. I I pastor the church Hamilton Community Church with uh, Pastor Dave Kettleson over at uh, Shalford Jenkins. Yeah. Come by, say say hello if you haven't been there before. Hamilton Unless Community you don't like um. Uh, contemporary then don't go there oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. no de- it's, it's definitely don't do it if you don't like if you feel uncomfortable with drums or electric guitars or smoke machines do not come to my church oh i want to know more about the smoke machine thing but continue introducing Yo, that sounds like sabbath is a party for real out there sure That's great man oh, yeah it's good stuff. no so like the smoke machine is ambiance mm. it's ambiance like yeah, people gotcha. are like ah oh, man you're trying to make it like a concert like a performance it's pretty pretty cool. I mean, won't there yeah. be like clouds rolling around in heaven? And stuff? Oh, come on now, come on now! There but you go. There, but there you go. there'd also be harp music and no electric guitar. So I think like. there's <laughs> I think there's more symbols. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's more symbols in the Bible than there are harps. Ooh, yeah, but come it's on not now. percussion symbols. Uh oh. Well. Okay, it's symbols and types. Okay, okay, so that's not what we're talking about today either. So sidetrack. <laughs> we I, like, will, I will do that to us. You know, I apologize. We like the way I'm really bad at that. This is welcome to the Diversity in the Hill podcast. This is what it's like. Like we ask you to t- talk about yourself, and then we're going to just you know chime in and interrupt you all the way through. Well, it's like we're, we try to have a conversation. Honest. This is what it would be like if you're sitting in my in my living room. True. Hmm. All right, continue. So, yeah, you pastor there. Oh, I, I know, um, I'm married. Nice. Uh, Sweet. I've been married for 15 years, going on a 15-year anniversary cruise in a month. Ooh. We just did that. Did you you really? go, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Thank goodness to my turn turn work. Turn yes. the volume down. Uh, <laughs> he loves the buttons too so, much. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, he always gets on me about that. But oh. the, the point is, we just did that. That's awesome. Go ahead. Where nice. are you going? Uh, we're flying into Greece, getting on a cruise ah, boat. Oh, we didn't do that. Love it. <laughs> going to uh, Turkey, Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, going to Israel for two days. Oh. Um, going to Cyprus. Coming to uh, Saint, uh, to Patmos, mm-hmm. uh, Santorini, then back to Athens, and then we're going to stay an extra day, and uh, we're going to uh, the Acropolis. Wow, that's awesome! So is wow. that is that technically a Mediterranean cruise or is yeah, that a, okay. Mediterranean? Cruise. That is yeah. amazing. It's gonna be amazing. I was at Acropolis Dude. last night, but that was the restaurant over here. In, oh yeah, uh, not, not, <laughs> not I mean, quite as cool. Not as cool as the true Acropolis, uh, bro. But you, you guys can come. It's there's incredible deals right now. It's like four hundred and seventy dollars per person. Uh, buy one airplane ticket, they'll pay for the other one. Mm, I'd love to. I just don't have Mercy. the time. You're leaving when? 
May 8, coming back May 16. It, w- it wasn't the time thing. It's it was the, the money timing. thing for me, but sure. It's the timing for me. Oh, man, if it's the money thing, now's the time. Better than ever. Boom. No, I'm saying I don't have the money. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said it's the money thing for me. It's the time thing for PJ, but that's I'm, all right. I'm just saying, like, because of COVID, you can't get a better deal right now. Like, <sighs> right now is the best time. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad you were able to do that. I'm excited for you. That's awesome. Yeah, we man. love cruises, both of us. Yes, really? We do. Yeah. Oh, we love oh, it. It's our, my favorite vacation. We are. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. I agree with PJ. I feel like a 70-year-old uh, couple when I'm on with my wife because we see all these old people. I love cruises. Yeah. yeah. Same I here. love them. You play we all the games, too. go to all the shows? Well, let's not talk about games. Yeah, we, we don't talk about Bruno. Oh, yeah. we don't talk about cruises. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> what, 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 what happens on the sti- ship stays, stays on the ship. That's it. we no, we have we have fun. PJ, just leave it show. that way. Yeah. What happens on the ship stays on the ship. Okay. That's it. Yeah. We don't talk right. about so, two ships. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm excited to have you on because you're a smart dude. Yes. And you're, I don't know about you're, that. you're pretty intelligent, pretty well thought. I try to sound good in front of other people mm. so that then they're like, hey, you're a smart dude. Yeah. <laughs> and you do well. And like today at lunch we were chatting and he was yeah. just throwing out some words that I sh- I should know. But <laughs> once again, people should know I'm not classically trained. And so when Please, all these PJ, words like, are being stop thrown this at nonsense. me, he always brings this whole not classically. Tra- Who cares about being classically no, I'm trained? Just saying. I don't understand what that means. So I didn't go to seminary. Oh, and okay. my undergrad degree was psychology. Oh, okay. So I'm a not classically trained pastor. I see. So you're, but he's a phenomenal okay. pastor, and he doesn't need to be classically trained. He's my boss because I'm his not no one's boss. Time out. I he's ain't my no boss one's too. boss. But he's, he's, <laughs> I'm wearing the shirt he gave me, so obviously he's my boss. So uh, the <laughs> the instruction or the instructor he has is the same one I have, and mm. the same one you have. So Amen. therefore. Uh, you're, you're good. This is what we call Curcio Khan. Oh, see? Oh, this guy. By the way, Keith, you are notorious for, say, for saying and making sure people understand that you are not a youth pastor. So there's no way <laughs> I could be your boss. Now you're going to be in trouble. Boss. You get this one. No, nope, yeah. this one. That's the one you get. So you can't throw me Bro, under you that. you got to figure out your buttons. I know. Yeah, I, do that. I do that on purpose. He loves like them, it. but he still can't get them right. <laughs> How do you not get them right? No, I... I there's only like four or eight buttons. There's there. some comic relief thing. It's a fun thing. Because people get to laugh. It's like, did he just press the wrong button? Oh, I see. Yeah. You do it on purpose. He, no, he's saying he does it on purpose. Oh, really? He doesn't. All right, here you go. Uh-huh. Here's the the intro uh, that we use. No, 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 we don't need it. We don't no, need no, it. no, no, we don't, okay, we don't I said, I'll, I'll go through all of them for you. You'll see. Yeah, no. Anyhow, go ahead. Okay. So we know that before you came to this conference, you were doing something like with smart people, right? Uh, <laughs> wow, man. It's like, that's like a catch funny too, because I can't say no to try to Because <laughs> then I heard all of the people exactly. I Exactly. But I, I can't say yes, because then it sounds arrogant. Uh, <laughs> you know, I said you were working with smart people. I didn't say you were smart. Great, great. Great point. Okay. I was working at the Adventist Learning Community, mm. which is a ministry of the North American Division. Mm-hmm. I was an associate director for pastoral professional development. That's awesome. Um, I got to do a little bit of education. I got to do a little bit of pastor work, pastoral work, and I got to do a little bit of administration, and I got to do a little bit production. So wow. like video, audio production stuff. Wow, you're a renaissance man of the ministry world. It was fun. It yeah. was a lot of fun. That's awesome. I really had a good time. And so, that's why he knows all these smart words because it was yeah, all for this well, education. That too. What happens when we bring P, PC on too? It's just like yeah, just yeah. She's just too, too many smart words. And Stan Beasley too. But oh, yeah. um, so get this about that whole um, video stuff. So tell us a little bit about your video ministry. I think you have one. Oh don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. So oh, I do have a, a ministry that I started. 
Uh, so one of my frustrations about the Seventh-day Adventist Church is that um, we've been really good at evangelism mm-hmm. and getting our evangelistic message out there. That's not my frustration. Okay. Um, I think that that's great. I think that organizations that are able to share the gospel or the Adventist uh, you know, system Mm-hmm. Uh, lens with the world is a really great thing because I think it's an, a very beautiful lens. It mm-hmm. it sets right the picture of God, I think, mm-hmm. in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, but one of my frustrations is these evangelistic messages often don't come with any depth like mm-hmm. cuz they're 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 more like surveys of topics yeah. they're topical mm-hmm. and so they don't come with depth and so if you go to a a non-adventist pastor and you say I heard this thing by this adventist evangelist and he said this 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 and this and then that pastor says well let's dig into the word a little bit and let's look at this exegetically and then he takes you to some of these texts and he reads them in context and in their full understanding a lot of times people walk away going well, it, it feels very much like you told me something, made me believe it, but when I actually looked at it, it wasn't true. Mm. So it's like a, a bait and switch almost. Right, right. Um, not everybody feels that way, but but sometimes it can be like that. And so I wanted to do something more um, in depth, uh, more apologetic, if you will, mm-hmm. more exegetical, more inductive, uh, to go into the text. Do you see what I mean about these smart words? <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, You're right, man. You know, I, I want somebody who's a Bible worker, who's doing, you know, Bible work for one of these evangelism institutes who gets asked a question that may be beyond them mm-hmm. to be able to go, hey, there's a resource where I can go to that deals with this specific subject in depth. Mm. Wow. So my videos aren't 20 minutes, 15 minutes. They're usually like, 40 minutes to an hour and a half or something yeah. like that. Our podcast is normally not 20 minutes or 30 minutes, yeah. unless it's a quick hitter. Yeah. Uh, we normally... We usually just our... banter, though. Yeah. Well, Getting deep is, you know... Well, I mean, it's <laughs> part of it. We we enjoy a little <laughs> nah. bit of it all, no. but it's all good. And that's but, also, so what is it called? So it's called Sabbath Apologetics. Nice. So Ooh. if you go to YouTube and you type in Sabbath Apologetics, you'll you'll find my page there. And I've actually found it to be really valuable for, for folks. Uh, lots of responses on there. You know, when I first posted it, I was getting like 15 views, but um, there it's well over, you know, uh, over hundreds, you know, some of them over 500 and stuff. And like, these are ones that I that I made a year ago. Like, mm. uh, so pe- when people search this stuff, um, what I, I've done a lot of media over the years mm. and l- most of my media doesn't get much play after it initially is launched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned is the deeper content it actually starts out smaller and gets more views mm. over time because people that are really wanting the meat, it's not like they're not going to come back to it again or again and or, or tell a friend or be like, hey, this was really helpful versus like that initial kind of viral buzz that takes place with something that's hip or, or Right. So like so you made a comment, you know, for people who want meat. So for those of you, you're listening, understand that, no, he does not mail you meat. Um, what, what he means is spiritual meat. He's making a reference to the fact that Paul says, <laughs> "Meat, not the that milk." When you start, you start off with milk, and then you work your way to meat. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's it's a cool podcast. I, I enjoy it. Sometimes uh, I do some reaction videos to like uh, people that I, I I love listening to people that that hate the Adventist Church. Mm. I, I know that's <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing, but it's like 
if I'm in a cult, I want to know I'm in a cult, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and I want the outside perspective. I want the people that are angry. I want, I want the people that aren't angry, but that just have legitimate issues. I want the people, you know, that, that really have something to say to inform the way that I, that I think so I can go, ah, is that right or is that wrong? And I can mm -hmm. evaluate it for myself, looking yeah. at scripture and praying about it and, and asking the Lord. And, and, you know, so far up to this point, I've, I've found really a robust, a robust theology in the Adventist church that I think is not only robust, but beautiful. Yeah. Mm. It's so beautiful. That's awesome. And, yeah. and, and, and actually listening to other people's critiques or criticisms or anger Let's us know what people are thinking. Yeah. yeah. How can we answer the question if we're not listening to them? Right. Like, oh, no, they're, they're saying something bad. I have to close my ears. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. That's my initial always response. Like, ah, it's uncomfortable. I don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. But then I, I, I will often force myself to hear it and be like, okay, what are they saying? Yeah. And how can I, you know, you know, I'll find myself, you know, you, in my bedroom or in the shower, or, you know, well, well, what about this? You know? Yeah. yeah. We, we, we want to listen more because like we said, we don't want to stay in our own echo chamber. And that's part of one of the things that we encourage our listeners, which is, you know, if you keep listening to what you believe, then you're not really going to be challenged to expand your thinking or get exposed to other things, right? Absolutely. So getting outside of the echo chamber is, is extremely important. So but still have you your firm that. foundation first. Well, obviously, I mean. I mean, we have to have a foundation because if not, we'll be easily swayed. Bible says that too. Yeah. 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 So it's one of those things where I'm always a little skeptical, especially with, with younger people, like even with my kids, I want them to have the foundation first. Right. Like, hey, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to explore at some point some of these ideas that people are going to be throwing at you. Yeah. But you got to have your foundation firm. Yeah. Yeah. Because if not, I mean, it could easily be shaken. Yeah. And, and I think we, I mean, I'm, I, I've said this multiple times. I'm fourth generation Adventist on both sides of my family. Fourth? Yeah. Wow. On both sides. And wow. that's Look as far you. back as we can go. Um, I don't know if. You may be more. Could be, but who knows? I'm like first generation on both sides of my family. Oh, so so what's the first gen wow. what does first generation mean? And second and third. So first generation is me. Yeah, but why you? What's interesting is I, I say I'm first generation, but like me and my mom kind of came into the church at the same time. So like But still that's still so first like, generation. I'm still, yeah, yeah. I'm still first so generation. so would I technically be second generation if my parents Correct. were the ones who came into the church? Correct. Right. Yeah. So, but both my brothers would be first generation because they were born before me and came into the church with my parents. Correct. That's weird. My brothers are first, but I'm second. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's that, neat. That is interesting. Now, there is a big difference between us in age. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, throwing a curveball at I you. don't have a sound for that, but that's all right. <laughs> that's right. Well, he just gave us one. Did you yeah. record it? I, like, I, I heard it. Yeah, we could record it. it and then like... <laughs> So I just wanted to also give a shout out for those who watch his video. There's a logo on it that he made himself. Oh, you didn't have to say that. That's it's pretty neat. That looks pretty it? cool. You know, it's, yeah, it's I like slick. It. It's so, so I, I did. I did make it myself. Mm -hmm. I will. I will give some credit out to one of my friends who I think he's serving in Thailand right now. Oh, uh, um, nice. As a pastor, I don't know if that's a, one of those places where you can't say their name. Oh no, it, it should you know be Thailand. Okay. I lived in Thailand. Okay, Three Eric Tirado. Do you know him? Eric. Yeah, I know Eric. You know Eric? Yeah. yeah. But he so, knows everyone. So, so he, so he, <laughs> so I do have to give credit to him. He took the logo and, and, uh, he cut some lines in it and, and made it even cooler. Nice. Ah. So, but, but yeah, I did, I well, did come up with I'll it. tell you, I'll tell you a little secret. Shout out to people who like number seven. Yeah. Anyhow, go ahead and see it for yourself. All right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Sabbath apologetic. But I understand that concept. 
I've made a guitar, or my father-in-law made a guitar. It's nice, right? You designed. So he, I I helped design it. Had the vision for what it would look like. Yeah. And I did I did some sanding, but it's kind of the same thing. I said, yeah, me and my father-in-law made the guitar. Actually, you did more though, because I. I mean, I guess I did design it in my head, but he yeah. he made the guitar. The guitar is nice. But I'm willing I've to take it. some credit for it. I want to see it. Dude. You know, I made a guitar too. Did you really? I did. What? Yeah, Get I was, out of town. I was the assistant uh, chaplain down at GCA mm-hmm. uh, one year for college, and I was like, I need a project this year. So, Wow. I got a guitar kit, made a guitar. Mm. Oh, you did it the cheap no. way. Okay, cool. And then I, <laughs> what and a then hater. I, what did, <laughs> you, did you like buy a kiln? And no. start drying your wood yourself? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, tell but me it, more. Wasn't, it wasn't a I'm kit. I'm very so we bought, interested. So we did buy the wood from a luthier shop. Oh, okay. So but you, then we did the okay. bending. Oh, you did? You yes, bent we did, the wood? There was a big block of wood that we made into the neck. Okay, but but the uh, like the actual the body sides. of the guitar. So the you sides. bent those? We bent them. That's, okay, your next level. No, 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 my father-in-law's next level. He made the guitar, like literally. He carved out the bracing in the inside. The the bridge was just a block of wood that we cut out. So everything, the neck is the big thing because it was just really a block of wood. It had a little bend at the end that you just had to, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, totally did all that shaping. Man, so I did some shaping, but not not like that. Like, um, you know, I got a big sheet of wood, right, and stuff, but like it had already had the the bending mm. to it and i just had to cut i just had to, to get it to the right um width you gotcha. know and kind of dimensions that's oh. amazing good for you no good for him i'm just good happy that he was and i just me. need to learn how to play a guitar so then mm. i can even think about this cool. stuff you guys are talking about that's all right if Y'all i can do it in another language <laughs> hey so this is just basically an introductory podcast because we don't have a lot of time this first one we right. are going to talk i am i have a, a quick little story here that i want to kind of share with us good but we just wanted to, to to say to say hi to pk2 can i give one more plug before yeah give another plug contest, or our content so uh speaking this summer at uh, georgia Kremlin conference camp meeting um and just want to invite anybody that wants to come here about assurance of salvation. Now, okay. w- for what age group, though? Because so we got collegiate young adult. Collegiate young adults is is are those separate or are those together? I think they're together. Okay, then that's yeah. the group. And it's here is on the campus of Southern Adventist University. Just for the yes. record. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are in the Collegedale area, yeah, yeah, or want to be in the Collegedale area during that time, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And so, did you want to share a little bit more about that? I mean, the, it, I'm excited about the topic. Yeah. I'm always excited about it. I, I'm talking about the gospel. I don't think people have thought through lay, lay members, you know, like normal people sitting in the pews. I actually don't think many pastors, some of them, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, back in seminary, somebody said something like this one time. I, you know, I don't remember. You know. <laughs> um, but like pastors probably don't really... Like and this is a big claim, but like really don't know the mechanics of the Adventist version of the gospel, mm. like, and and it's really beautiful, you know. Like it's it's fairly Methodist though, you mm-hmm. know. But like then there's kind of this unique flavor of it, and that that gets really descriptive, mm. especially when you look into some of how Ellen White describes it. So unique, so interesting, so really beautiful. Um, of how the gospel works. But, but the problem that often comes is because of this lack of understanding, you fall into these ditches. Mm-hmm. We, end, we end up falling into these ditches, which both kind of end up with, um, 
you know, kind of like a, a, a weird assurance that I can do whatever I want and I don't have to care about anything mm-hmm. or this kind of legalistic, I have to do all of these things in order to feel that I have salvation. Mm. And so if you're interested in knowing what is the assurance of salvation mm-hmm. uh, look like and feel like, and you want to leave that weekend feeling like, hey, I believe that I'm saved, come. That's awesome. That's great because I know growing up, that was one of my biggest challenges. I really? I have adults in my family that still can't tell me that they're sure they're saved. Right. Mm. And um, it's the fear. Ah, I'm not going to get into it. But the point is, I have adults that I know that struggle with this. And I well, just thank God that I, at a younger age than they, have been able to reach this point where I have that assurance. And yeah. I encourage you to come on out to a collegiate or post-collegiate so you can hear PK2 or Keith Bowman the second <laughs> speak. So it'll be awesome that week. Now, what week is it again? Starts May the 28th. 31st? Oh, is that right? It's, oh, no, the la- it's like the last for- day in May. Yeah, it's 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 May f- it's May for uh the pastors have to get there earlier. But oh, okay. it's actually the uh the no, June 30 30- So it's the first week. It's May 31 June. to June the 4th. Yeah. And I think it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Oh, then if it's Wednesday case, night, then it starts then June, June, 1. 1. June 1. June 1 is June when 1. meetings are. June okay. 1 when meetings So, so we 1. have to be there, though, the 31st. Yeah. That's why I'm counting you the have 31st. To be there, yes. June 1. <laughs> I will be at summer camp. So. <laughs> okay, PJ. I'm going to use whatever. that excuse. I'll give you the rundown, and then we can move on. Yeah. Oh, uh, sweet. Awesome. First night, the gospel 101. What is the gospel? Uh, second night, uh, imputed righteousness. What does this mean? How is it different than probably the imputed righteousness that your local Baptist is talking about? Mm. Um, Night three, free from sin. Mm -hmm. Imparted righteousness of Christ, free from sin. What does it free from sin look Mm. like lived Mm -hmm. out? Yeah. uh, Living in the spirit in day four, Sabbath, blessed assurance. Sweet. Like it. And if you want to know what imputed means like I do, look up your dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and last last plug, last plug. Next week, we're going to have a very interesting conversation here on the podcast with PK2. Yeah, we're bringing him back next week. We're we're sharing with you already. We're going to talk about some, some Disney? Disney. Disney stuff. I don't know if you heard about Disney. Disney. But I know we just finished talking about. They're they're in the news. They're in the news a little bit. We just said we don't talk about Bruno. We're going to talk about Disney though. (laughs) So uh, <laughs> next week, join us. There's gonna be a really good conversation. It's gonna be fire. What's yeah. So hey, let me let me uh, let me. So I want to share with us uh, just today's story. Now, usually we don't know the story, but I had to share with these guys before we got on the video because it's not appropriate to play. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> no, it, it has some very strong language in every essence of it. Yes. And I wanted to bring it up because you know a couple weeks ago. With Samuel, we talked about kind of the use of the N-word. We did. And um, kind of that topic, and we, we broached that. And just to, you know, kind of give you a quick rundown, at least the consensus in this room was, we do believe that word should never be used mm. in any context by anyone. And, you know, I think we were all firm believers that um, if a word is like that, it probably should just be eradicated from anyone's vocabulary. Yep. But we talked about it was in the context of Seth Rogen and his... Um, 
I'm not familiar. Oh, sorry. Well, we'll we'll have to catch you up at a different time. I listen to a lot of theological content. Well, he was a he was a pod, he's a podcast guy who's big in the podcast. I know on who Spotify. Said, I know who, who Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah I was Seth, about to I was sorry. about to say that. Thanks for Seth helping. Seth is the me. actor. Yeah, Seth Rogan is right. the yeah. Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. I, well, I, I still I'm still not familiar with the clip you're talking. No, about. It, it's okay. We'll talk about yeah. it later yeah. on. Okay. Fill you in. So the, basically, it was a just to recap. If anyone listens, it was a clip of him using the N word. Okay. Over and over and over again. Now, he came out with an apology video and he, he basically said it's kind of taken out of context. Yeah, he wasn't like, not like the video we watched. Okay. Like the video that we watched is very different from the way Joe Rogan used it. Okay. He was using it but, uh, kind of in stories, but it was very yeah. ingest. And so we talked about when is it good to use. And, right. And let's get into that a little bit because we see here, now this one hits on, on quite a few things. I don't know if anyone has seen this, but it was an article I ran upon about a, a man who was at a Popeye's chicken. And it just starts with the video where this guy's just angry. We don't know exactly what made him angry totally. We, we get a little bit in the video. But he basically, someone says something to him and says, hey, what did you call them? And he says, I called them. The word. The word. Mm -hmm. And then the, and I think the worker there was African-American. And he just Correct. basically said, okay, well, we're done here. And he kind of turns around. Um and the guy's just going off, and he uses it a couple more times, and he's so then the the Employees. Caucasian, yeah. the Caucasian oh, the, person, the, the, the then okay. says, "Well, they called me this first, right?" Which was the c word that they used. Does anyone for, know if you ever said, "Do you know what the c word is?" Would you know what it was? <laughs> no, no idea. No well, one would know. They, yeah, that's true. They, so they called him a, a cracker. This is uh, yeah. Oh, okay. And. Yeah, he called that, him, and, and that so that doesn't feel nearly as intense. As no, because yeah, well, I mean, well, it's still not appropriate. But, but I kind of want to get into it because it okay. isn't. It you're right. It isn't seen as an intense. But obviously, this gentleman said, "Oh, this black person called me a cracker, so now I'm gonna call Retaliate him and call him yeah, yeah. the n word." So, so he he wasn't the first one to use the word. Well, uh, well, 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 according to according how the, to, where you pick up in the video, because you didn't get the first oh, in, interchange yeah, 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 uh, yeah. exchange, we caught on oh. when the manager is now involved, and the manager is like, you know, sir, you know, we just rather not, and he was like, go ahead and call the cops or whatever it was, and then he was like, that person called me a cracker first, and then I retaliated. Whoa, with that. I didn't even get that. Yeah. So yeah. like when I very first watched the video, I was just like, this guy is terrible human being. Yeah. So Which I don't does this know. make him a less terrible human being? Well, it does make it more nuanced. It does make it a little more nuanced. Right. Um, I, nobody's a. <laughs> I, that, that sounded bad. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. No. Ter terrible human being. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't have ever, like, maybe said that. You know, like, nobody. People do terrible things. Right. 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 Based he, on he had a terrible moment that it, made yeah. him look like a terrible human being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, again, we're not calling him terrible. What the exchange was was terrible, yeah, and that's and that's what terrible. makes it. Yeah. And it looked uh, like so, it was all him. Now it seems it seems like oh, like oh. in his mind, in mm -hmm. his interpretation, uh, the word cracker is at the same level as the n word. Yeah. But you got to listen. I if mean, you, no, if you have if, any kind of intellectual integrity, and you think about it. No, obviously, right. But again, obviously to us with that, um, with that understanding, right? Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to say is the, in his mind, the way that he was speaking, he felt that he, he was offended. Justified. Right. Be, but of course, and we talked about this before, guys, 
two wrongs don't make a right. Right. Like you don't have to retaliate by using another word. If you if 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 the if he's right and the employee did use the cracker first. All right. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I, I want to make sure you don't go here first. Let's not talk as pastors quite yet. Because sometimes you take it there quickly. I want to process it through his mind. I'm not going to spare oh, Okay, all right, all right. Sometimes you do. <laughs> I do, I do. No, he's right. I do go that route <laughs> faster. It is, this is a religious podcast. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. It all the time. We'll Anyhow, get there. <laughs> the, the point was that that you don't have to quickly retaliate with that. But again, this takes us back to the whole concept of hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Mm. Because that gentleman, the client. Uh, felt hurt. Felt hurt. Yeah. And he felt the way that he was going to hurt back yeah. was to go to a word that he probably saw or felt it was equivalent to right. cracker, which is not just so because gonna, of the background of the word, right. not even so much about the situation. Going. I'm going to break some rules here okay. and pretend like he I'm just a, tried to apply to you rules. And now he's saying, right. I'm going to break some rules. <laughs> I'm going to break the rules. I'm going to break the rules that we set and make some, or I'm going to pretend to break rules just as it, and, 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 cause when I watch his interaction, Dude's not hurt, so I am making an assumption. Okay, all right, and but I'm 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 physically, but maybe emotionally. No, no, no. He's no, gonna. I think he's angry. He's gonna pull on oh, what he's saying as he's walking out. Is where it, is well, where eventually. Going. But, but to, to me, he comes across more as angry than hurt. And this, he almost saw this as an opportunity. The way I read him, and the way I read it, and obviously I'm reading into it. Yeah, that's. And, and I know that's dangerous. <laughs> that's dangerous. But but as. But as someone who's kind of watching from the outside, if I saw this, I wouldn't be like, that dude's not hurt. He's just angry. And it's almost like he's justifying what was said to him for an opportunity to use a word that he knows would get him in a lot of hot water. Well, okay. And I know you're you're using, you know, again, assumptions for this. And thank you for giving us that. And I know I should. But it's okay. So here's, here's the thought for me. I believe that anger is a secondary emotion. Mm Mm-hmm. And normally what gets us to anger is something else. And to protect ourselves, this is where anger blows up, blows over. Sure. So, so with that thought, okay. I'm building on the fact that I think he must have been offended or hurt whether or not he wants to embrace the fact that he was hurt. Because, you know, guys, we're not going to be like, oh, your words hurt me because that's soft. And guys don't want to come across as soft. Sure. But let's look at the context. He's in a fast food restaurant. Right. He probably didn't get the food he wanted quick enough or didn't think the service was at to, to his level. Bro, this is are, that, these are huge assumptions. <laughs> like, are they huge assumptions? <laughs> You're like writing a storyline. <laughs> we see where he's at. Yeah. They're talking about his chicken. And it's like, do you think they were getting into some existential uh, thing about well, life? He, well, if is he's there, right. An, let, me, let me just ask this. Okay. Is there an article that you read that's giving you some of this stuff? Or are you just... Because like... I mean, nah. like when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it at some dude. And, and now that you said that he says that, you know, she said it to him first. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at some dude who's spitting vitriol for being upset. But I don't know that I have a lot of context. Yeah, like, that, that's always the, the, the part of the conversation piece for what we do. Okay. It's, so it's, we're making up the context. Well, no, 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 no. What we're I'm just saying talking is, as we would in a room. That's right. what I'm saying. So, so, right. So we say normally when we see these clips, yeah. we don't have the whole story. We, we, and we know understand we don't have the story. that. And yeah. we try to make, you know, let our listeners know we know we don't have the whole story. So it makes it hard to get to a conclusion. But then when we have conversations, which is, again, why we do our podcast, right? Yeah. Just having difficult conversations. We try to say if this were the case. So we oh, frame it gotcha. and then we go from the framing. Okay, go ahead. 
Anyways, I think this dude has problems. And I think the way he's talking, I would have no problem saying, dude, this guy has some racial issues. Okay. I and now I would I would completely agree with that. Like if someone's willing if someone in in them, you know, like when they're faced with that adversity is willing to go there to to that degree something really mega needs to happen to get you there or you know, yeah, you've you've got he went there a little too quickly. And that's where PJ's coming from because you're at a fast food restaurant, for heaven's sake. You what is the worst thing that could happen? That maybe there was a hair in your food? Right. Like, I mean, you're at a fast food I restaurant. I don't see a female there, so I don't see, like, well, you call this person. I just see a dude who's... Well, you heard her voice afterwards. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about with him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, it's not like he's defending someone's defending honor. Someone's honor. Right, 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 right. It's right. almost like he didn't get something he wanted and he... Went there. He went there. Well, you know, yeah. and, and, and be honest, the, the worker went somewhere too. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's where, you know, it kind of, ah, if he's right and the worker called him a cracker first, ah, I'm not saying There's, that he went, he, he went way deeper than he needed to for cracker. But again, this is why I said what I said at the beginning. Uh-huh. He probably attributes the N-word on the same level as the cracker word when we all know that cracker is not as strong. So here's the question I would ask is, you know, obviously we're talking about what word is more offensive. Mm. Yeah, let's get into that. Okay, so we've got these two words. What, what's his alternative? So let's say he, he doesn't take it there. He's in the moment. He's got half a second to think of a witty comeback <laughs> to someone who just called him that. What's his alternative? What does he come up with? Let's say he can't use the N-word, but he's angry, and so he has what list? What's the list that would probably Yeah, Just your normal F-bomb type of thing. Oh, okay. I mean, that's, well, that's that, what I would, I, I mean. Now, now, here, now here's the thing. because all right, we, Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, our, and we're actually, yeah. So, so I'm going to go there. I'm going to take us to, to the end of the video, right, when he's walking out of the Popeyes, all right, and mm. he says, I'm white. I'm already better than you. Oh man, yeah. Okay. There's so 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 I'm saying if I'm white, I'm automatically better than you. Yeah. That, that that's the word. Thank you. So if that's where you were gonna go, it maybe took him a while to process that, as he said all the other words and all the other negative comments. But then, then you could have just used that. Yeah. If the person calls you a cracker, then you turn around and say, "Man, I'm white. I'm already better than you." Like like that would have been the witty comeback. And that's then you not move witty. That's whatever. the same thing. He's basically saying the same thing. As soon as you call a, a black person the N-word, that is what you are saying. That's why you use that word. Good point. You are saying, I am better than you. Yeah. He's just using a, a, a one-word term as opposed to, to me, they're both just as bad. And he, But he obviously thinks the, the N-word is maybe on the same parallel as, as what we're calling, what we'll call the C-word now, because I don't know. I don't even know if this is proper in, within the context. But so I guess my question, here's a question that I had. What makes the N-word so much more than cracker? The historical weight of the word. Like everything that comes with the intent of why the word was utilized. I mean, this, sure, this but I'm sure in this pretty. guy's mind, I think that in this guy's mind, they're on the same level. I think that, I that's think what right. I said earlier. I don't think that he probably processed 
as much. It's so nice to be able to process all this later, right? Of course. Yeah, I saw and, this a week ago, so I've had tons of time yeah. to process this. <laughs> it's, so, it's so nice to be able to do that. If he were able to do that, he probably, you know, would eventually look at the lady and say something different, you know? Well, if he... That's yeah. what we would all do. Yeah, if he would have known he was going to be on a news article. <laughs> Does he sure. not realize TikTok is everywhere? This is ridiculous. Oh, man. So anyways, I agree with you. It's the historical context of it because I started thinking about words. So there are a lot of words that have been maybe spoken to me for, as a Hispanic mm -hmm. that, are, that are words, but they're not on the level as the, on the N word. No. But they're definitely higher than the, the cracker word. Correct. So it's like, it's very interesting how like the, the level of, I guess, oppression or the level of power or the level of, you know, misuse of the, you know, misuse or not misuse kind of dictates because the N word is like, that's, we, we know automatically the N word. Mm -hmm. yeah, here's what I would challenge that. Though. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. So, um, and maybe we can, we don't have time to answer it all, but, but here's what I would at least challenge to that. Like, I think that often society might dictate some of that stuff, but mm -hmm. society doesn't dictate how I'm offended. Mm. So um, somebody might not even use the word cracker, but might say something to me that offends me at this level. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And I might use the N word to try to offend you at a certain level. Right. And it doesn't offend you at that level. Correct. Even though society has told me that these words are either more or less offensive. Mm -hmm. And so there's really a personal component to it. Like, am I, as an individual who loves Jesus, able to be unoffendable? Which is a book by Brant Hansen. That's a really good book, by the way. Mm -hmm. Am I able to submit, surrender my anger and my pride to Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. to God, in such a way that when I come to these situations, I see my, my brother or sister in the best light possible. I look at them and I say, this is first second Corinthians chapter five, by the way, L look it up. It's really good. Uh, it says, I no longer consider people according to the flesh. I now mm. consider them according to what their eternal value is in Christ. Mm -hmm. nice. That's not exactly what it says, but yeah, it's yeah, the, the yeah. substance. Yeah. So that when I come to these situations, I'm not responding with that initial offendedness. Mm. I can respond differently. Well, unfortunately, oh, yeah. we got a hard spot stop here because I, I had know. some more questions asked. But this is what happens when a conversation you yeah. leave and you want to talk some more. I mean, look, look at the bright side. We can yeah. pick this up next week in the first part. You know, we'll go ahead and maybe. readdress it, hopefully, maybe. and then maybe get to some of the questions. But then we'll go ahead and talk about Disney. All right. Well, let's wrap it up real quick. Let me, let's have a quick word of prayer. And Sounds then we'll good. But you, again, we still want to hear from you. Diversity on Hill at gmail.com, diversity with the C, or and Instagram, on the IG. Same thing. Same thing. There you go, diversity All right, on let's Hill. pray and sign out. Let's do it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time to have this conversation, Lord, and we pray that we will always see our fellow brother and sister for their eternal value, uh, not for their earthly, fleshly value, Lord, because, oh, Lord, we're so sinful, and we, we, we just pray that you will give us the eyes to see and react to others as you would with your loving and graceful spirit. Thank you for this Amen. time together. Thank you. Lord, we pray that you will bless everyone who's listening to this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This is PJ, and I'm out. This is PK2. I'm out. Sweet. And PK here, many blessings. Till next time.